Spotify. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello, welcome to the Libricuba. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Libricularist. Today, within the Libricube, is for Video Games Day. Yes, we talk. How about video games? On a Thursday, combined, together, once again, they complete a video games day. When you tell your friends about this, and I know you will, you're really going to want to hit that kind of like that. Okay? Okay. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. So please, because this is most likely my one and only spoiler warning, I want you to notice it. Take notice, take heed, take other things. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, and by that of course I mean this podcast, not sort of the ambient noises in the room you are listening to this in, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment in iTunes because that is what helps others find podcasts. Huh. It's just that easy. Just so easy. Well, it's not easy, but yeah, it's pretty easy. Well, today I have for you three. Count them. Well, don't necessarily count them because I'm telling you there's three, so there's no need to count them. Three video games. Two discuss. Specifically, video games that were available, or perhaps currently are still available, in the annual Steam Summer Sale. If you have a computer and play video games on it, you are familiar with the Steam Summer Sale. If you are not, well, that's a shame, because it's a good thing. It's a very good thing, as basically what it is, is Steam is a service provided through the internet, which you can purchase video verbs. No, video games, yes. And download them directly to your computer. It is the future of video gaming, I do believe. No longer will we be forced to leave our homes to go to the video game store and pick up a desk and put it in our computer. No, no. Now, we can be as reclusive as we like, as agoraphobic as necessary and play video games without even leaving our house or entering the sun. Yeah, I like it. I have today three video games, and because of that fact, I have a feeling I'm going to have difficulty fitting them all in. My plan is to definitely, at the very least, get the first two in on my way to work and the second one, or sorry, the third one in on my drive home. So let's see. If I could do that, because it's going to be difficult, or difficult, if you prefer. Game number one is FTL. Those are three letters that stand for Faster Than Light. You may or may not have heard of this one. Uh, I think it is sort of gaining in popularity, and uh, I can understand why, because it is an incredibly fun and addicting game. What, uh, what sort of you are doing in this game is you're in a spaceship, and you are traveling on a map from 
left to right, and along the way, various things are happening. Probably most prominently, you are battling other spaceships, okay? That is sort of at its core what is happening. Now, the way they go about doing this is very, very interesting. It's got a definite sort of RTS, uh, real-time strategy feel to it. Basically, your ship will be built up of different modules, is how I kind of looked at it. So you will have, you will have uh, your shield, you will have your engine, you have your weapon, and it's all sort of connected in squares, almost. Uh, it's not the most beautiful to look at game, but it doesn't need to be in order to be as fun as it is. You are sort of charged with a mission of delivering a message to your forces that bad guys are on the way. You are sort of constantly being chased by them, and if you don't make it from one edge of the map to the other quick enough, they will catch up to you and basically blow the shit out of you, and you do not want that. One thing they've done in this game that, on the one hand, I suppose adds a lot of replayability, on the other hand, is gets kind of goddamn frustrating, is that when you die, and you will die, uh, you have to start right back at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the tough part about that, the sort of toughest, most hair-pulling, frustrating part about that, is that I could quite often make it to the end boss uh, with, although perhaps not ease, it wasn't super, super difficult. Now, once I made it to that end boss, the difficulty sort of at the snap of a fingers was ramped up to incredibly difficult, and um, I would sort of repeatedly die there, and then have to start right back at the beginning. Hmm. I will say, I did eventually polish off that boss, but it was goddamn tough. He was sort of broken up into three different missions, you could kind of say. So you'd fight him once, and then a piece of his ship would sort of break off. You would fight him a second time, and another piece, and a third time he finally blew up. The The trouble I had was the second time, and perhaps I'll go into that later. Uh, what I thought I would do is to say sort of how your ship is broken up into these different modules, and what each module does... Perhaps that will give you a better idea. Your sort of main underlying power comes from your power. <laughs> uh, and then the more power sort of bars you have, the more you have to sort of funnel it into each of these different modules. So it's sort of a delicate balancing act because you can't... They, they make it so it's not sort of possible to have every single thing you have powered up fully at all times. So you have to kind of pick and choose what you want powered up. For example, shields. Shields will, once shot, sort of regenerate if enough time between being shot happens. However, they can also be damaged. Anything in this game can be targeted and damaged by other ships, and you can do the same to the ships that are battling you. There is the engine. The engine you need to travel from one side of the map to the other. Without it, you're just sitting there. I kind of kept it low, my engine power, just because it didn't really play too big a role as far as battling, so uh, if it took me a little longer to charge up, it didn't really matter too much, because I never really ran from a fight. Yeah, that would probably come in more handy if you were running from fights, but I never really did, because I'm a tough guy. 
Yeah, in my video games, that is. The next module is oxygen. Uh, we are in space, fighting in space, where there is no oxygen. So, we're going to need to, you know, create some of that. You can, uh, it, it does sometimes play a role. Something cool that I did was occasionally the bad guys would send boarders onto your ship, and you have control of all the doors on your ship, which meant you could open up a door to space between the bad guys and, well, space, and then they would eventually suffocate. Uh, also, this was helpful in putting out fires. However, you need that oxygen to refill after you have killed or put out the fire. Huh? Simple as that. Doors, I just mentioned. Camera is important, because if you do not have a camera, you cannot see... You can only see rooms where your crew is. So if there is no crew in, say, the shield room, you will not be able to see in the shield room. So... Say the ship's room is on fire, and you have no one in there, you won't know until the fire is spread, and then you're in trouble. So camera's kind of important. Eventually, as you level things up, for example, the cameras will let you see into the uh, enemy ships, too, which, uh, which is helpful. Uh, lastly, the weapons. That's probably one of the most important points, obviously. You start off with sort of basic weapons. Along the way, you will come across shops that you can buy weapons from, or uh, completing various tasks along the way will occasionally reward you with new weapons. There are uh, transport bays, which allow you to transport to other ships and sort of wreak havoc. I didn't use those too much. There is a med bay that when your crew members uh, are, are hurt, you can send them there and it'll help them. Probably, I think, one of the most useful is the uh, bots, which is short for robots. Uh, you could have at your disposal various robots that did various things, uh, and those were very, very helpful, especially in later levels, and probably would not have been able to beat that final boss without the use of various bots. So there's my little tip. Don't usually give video game tips, but that is one. Hey, there you go. As for rating... Uh, when you first start playing this and really get into it and start having fun, easy, 5 out of 5. Uh, great, great, great time. Once you sort of beat it, uh, I could see maybe occasionally going back to replay it, but it's kind of, once it's done, it's done. I hope they make more of these, and uh, I bet they will because I have heard this game is extremely popular. So, there you go. Would make a good, I wonder if it's for the, the iPad. I think it would make a really good iPad game. Okay, so let's move on to game number two, which is called Rius. R-E-U-S. Just right off the bat, let me say, I did not have as much fun with this game as I thought I would, so that would probably be reflected in the score, which is two to three. Yeah, it was not great, really. Uh, it is kind of a, I think how you could describe it is a world-builder god game. So you play a god or a series of gods, I suppose is more accurate, uh, and then sort of create on a globe a world. Sounds like fun. I've played games like it. Probably most recently and most fun was a game for PlayStation called um, From Dust, I believe it was called. That one was really fun. Recommend that. That get four or five out of five. This, you just not, you did not seem as powerful. The sort of intricacies of the game are so, so deep 
that in order to master it, even to a very basic level, I think you would have to put in many, many sort of grindingly not-so-fun hours to do so. And uh, I just didn't have much fun of it. Needless to say, because I am not a professional video game reviewer, I have mentioned from time to time that if I am playing a video game and am not having fun doing so, I will stop playing said video game. That is what I did in this case, so not too, too much to say about it. Uh, one thing I've sort of broken down is that the sort of various gods you can control. They are broken up into a water god that can create sort of oceans, rock god that can create mountains, which then create desert areas, forest god, which can create marshmallows. No, that is ridiculous. They can create forests. And then a swamp god. Uh, I don't know if later on in the game there's more sort of gods you can create. Possible, I guess. I didn't get into it far enough. Uh, it is sort of an interesting idea in that you are using these four gods and sort of combining their powers and their abilities to make different things happen on the map. It's almost kind of an Age of Empires feel, although not as good. So, yeah, yeah, that was sort of my final note on this game. A combination of the video game From Dust, or the PlayStation 3, uh, as well as the sort of Age of Empires series, sort of, but not as good. <laughs> yeah, so, took two games that were good, combined them, and then they were not as good. Hmm. Not a great game plan for your game plan. Okay, so, uh, I would, why don't I just start my third game. My third game, there's no way I'm going to fit it in between now and getting home after work today. <laughs> I'm going to have to goddamn speed. I have notes on top of notes on top of notes about it. It is The Witcher. Yes, you may have heard of this game. The Witcher 3 is sort of in production right now. I believe it will come out for the new Xbox, the Xbox One. Hopefully, I am hoping, for the PlayStation 4 it will be available. Uh, and definitely the PC. It's sort of a PC game first and foremost, I think. I will right now give my rating, and then hopefully remember to give it at the end of the show as well. And that rating is... It jumps from, in my typical convoluted rating style, jumps from some 5 out of 5 really fun moments to... Three out of five, just sort of feel like you're grinding and not really having a great amount of fun moments. So, there you go. The game starts out with your sort of typical uh, character, super powerful dude. And of course, of course even, he has amnesia. What is it with video game players, characters, and amnesia? Constantly, in video games, I have had to discover who I am, and my past. It is not necessarily a bad formula. The only sort of badness of this formula is that it gets used so often. I think it does sort of lend itself well to a video game in that you kind of have to start a video game less powerful than you are going to end it. It kind of has to follow that formula, and I think Amnesia allows game makers to sort of complete that task. I think that makes sense. You are a witcher, uh-huh, as the title, of course, indicates. A witcher, uh, I think I thought of a good way to explain what a witcher is. It's a combination of a bounty hunter, a monster hunter, 
as well as a monk. And when I say monk, I don't mean a Tibetan-style monk, I mean a video game Dungeons & Dragons-style monk. So if you take those three characters and sort of roll them into one, you've kind of got a witcher. It's sort of a, a order of peoples who have these sort of abilities through the use of their secret potions that let them hunt and kill monsters for coin, I should say, hence the bounty hunting aspect of it. So not 100% altruistic, which I think is a good idea, because when you have a good guy who is 100% good and doing good for no reason other than to do good, it can get a little stale, whereas with these guys it's, oh, all right, you know what, I want money, for doing this very hard job, or else I'm not going to do it, you bastard. Which uh, makes for some very interesting decisions in this game. A lot of the, in fact, a lot of the decisions in this game are not simple black and white ones. There's a lot of gray area, which is good for the reason that that more accurately represents life. So, hey, I likes. Folks, I'm at work. <laughs> Jesus. It is going to be tough. Nigh on impossible to fit in the rest of this review on my drive home, but I'm going to goddamn well give it a go. So uh, meet you back here in eight hours. For you, it will seem like much less, because I'm not going to record the uh, eight hours of me working. That would not be interesting. Final thing to say, and that is, of course, Love you, dearies. Love you, dearies. Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty Working, working, working And we're back We are 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 back Back in action Hello again Eight hours that felt like ten hours of work completed Oh Baby Busy goddamn day And I am dog tired boss Thus concludes Jordan's work talk for this her video game today. We don't have time to mess around with work talk. No. Why am I still dragging it out? I don't know. I'm a goddamn idiot. God. The Witcher is where we left off. Where I am going to jump back in is coincidentally the beginning of the game. Hey, it's like I planned it. Which I suppose I did in a sort of way, kind of sort of. The game starts out, as I mentioned, you are a witcher, you have amnesia, and it did something that all video games did, should do, which is immediately jump right into the action with almost no preamble whatsoever. I like it when that happens, and that is what has happened. You and your witcher pals are hanging out in a castle, as you do the witcher stronghold, when it is attacked. Oh no! Attacked by bad men who want to steal things and get your secrets and steal your secrets and rummage around in your underpants, presumably. Bastards. Bastards. There's sort of just, um, it's a, it's a collection of people. I, I don't think I'd go an army, not in sort of size or scope, but uh, you've got some sorcerers, you've got some henchmen, lots of henchmen. A great number of henchmen. What happens to henchmen in the, in a very early level of a video game? They're going to get killed. They're going to get killed easily by you, despite your early ineptitude. Uh, wave after wave of henchmen, easily dispatched, I am happy to say. Until we, of course, come across the man behind this 
um, attack, which is a evil sorcerer. From this point to the point I am at now in the game, which is towards the end of Chapter 3, I do believe, that's sort of your main bad guy. I get the feeling, sort of recently within my game playing, that perhaps there are other forces at work that are even more powerful than the this sort of initial very, very powerful sorcerer. So... Uh, why don't I, on that note, sort of mention that I am debating, and I haven't decided one way or another exactly, to stop playing this game. Oh, despite what I said about my ratings? Yes, because it sort of uh, felt like it's sort of uh, degenerated, let's say, into fetch quest after fetch quest after fetch quest. All I'm doing, it almost seems for hours on end, is running back and forth between different places and talking to different people. Which, you're going to have some of that in a role-playing video game, which this is. However, when the degree of that quote-unquote gameplay is such that uh, <laughs> that it starts to get... It, it is grinding, it feels like grinding, it's grinding my gears. It's just not good, people. Why do you do it? Why do you... Why do you do it to yourself in order to make your game sort of artificially longer, is what it feels like, and um, less fun? There's got to be ways, and there is ways, to have this sort of needful traveling and not have it feel like I'm just doing it to kill time. Who has done it? Who has done it well? I I'm, I'm probably would go to my Fallout series, Fallout 3 and New Vegas in particular, uh, and they have done it better than most Oh, uh, how about on that note, since I'm apparently repeatedly saying on that note, uh, in this Steam sale, I also picked up Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and something called Fallout Tactics, which uh, I have not yet delved into because I figured, uh, despite, I'm doing, despite the fact that I'm doing a sort of Steam-related, Steam Summer Sale-related show, uh, those would probably be good in a uh, podcast of their own. That is my thought. That is what I'm going to do. Okay, so to get back into The Witcher, um, this sort of sets it up for a kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of tale of revenge mixed with trying to get my shit back, man. Because these guys were basically successful in their ransacking of our... Stronghold, the bastards, even. Uh, along the way, they killed. <laughs> it's kind of a little corny how they set it up. I was sort of fighting alongside this one guy, and he was like a, a newbie to the whole Witcher game. He was sort of untrained in combat. We had sort of a touching moment. <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, God, this guy's going to die. Yeah, I, I'm being too nice to him. He's being too nice to me. It's too early in the game to have this sort of new kid survive the whole game. No, he's a dead man. And, uh, spoiler, not really. He died. Uh, fighting alongside the Witchers was a sorceress. I never really explained to my satisfaction why she's hanging out with us Witchers, but uh, she seems to be a amiable sort. So, throughout the rest of the game, you'll sort of check in with her, and... That'll sort of, on that note, again, a lot of on that notes. Uh, there are sections of this game, including with this sorceress girl, where you, the player, the witcher, will get to have sex. Have sex. <laughs> this is 
when you when you have sex in video games, and this is not something that's new, I always uh, like to picture that uh, you are a let's go eleven year old boy. You are having sex in the video game, and that is the only time you've ever had sex is within a video game, and your life is very very sad. Aww. Uh, I like to picture that because the the such profound sadness cannot help but be amusing. <laughs> you don't, uh, just on the sexual note, you don't really get to see the sort of sex happening. Rather, they've done, and this is kind of an interesting way to do it, I suppose, it's, it's sort of blurry and, oh, he's having sex, and then a card, almost like a tarot card, will pop up with the sort of girl you are currently having sex with in a sort of provocative pose. Quite often, topless. There you go. You 11-year-old boys. There you go. You heard it here. Rush on out and get this game. Why don't you? So uh, after the ransacking, me, this sorceress girl, and two others sort of each pick a compass point to try to find the bad, bad men who did this, I uh, head south to a town. This is, I believe, chapter one sort of takes place in this town, which is on the outskirts of a major city. In order to gain access to this major city, I have to, as quite often happens in video games, perform tasks for the various sort of town members. That's that's sort of a, a role-playing game, video game uh, staple, the trying to please town members so, so that they will perform a task for you that you need in order to continue on your way. They did it well, but now that I sort of look back at it, it was sort of setting the tone for the rest of the game, where I have now entered the city, and now it is the members of the city who are asking me to perform a plethora of tasks that have sort of reached the point where, you know what, no, I am not doing your tasks anymore. From now on, I'm just doing main storyline quests, which is what I have uh, done for the last probably hours of gameplay, if I had to guess, 10. The last 10 hours of gameplay, I've been doing nothing but main quest missions, which is unusual for me. Normally, I'm a, a side quest junkie and sort of will try to complete everything and anything, but I don't think it is feasible to do that in this game and keep my sanity. Yes. Uh, a lot of this game... I think it could be flushed out a little bit more that I am sort of a investigator, uh, even to the point where I sort of team up once I gain access to the city with a private investigator. And uh, I kind of like that feel, looking for clues, trying to decide if members of this giant city are involved with people who have ransacked the Witcher stronghold. And there is points where you're like, yeah, you know what? I think maybe he did do something. Maybe I'm going to go to his house and check it out and see if I can find any evidence. And, and that kind of stuff is fun. But it is also sort of limited in this game in that... I think in that... It, it's almost as if it leads you too well that it will say, okay, you need to go here and do this. Okay, you need to go here and do this. Okay, you need to go here and do this. Along the way, I'm sort of gathering information, but I always know where I have to go to next. Uh, I think there's a way to do it where you're sort of solving puzzles that not necessarily will lead you exactly spot on where you have to go. I, I, I don't know. I'm not a game maker by any means, and I, I'm not trying to say that. I just I think there's, there's ways it could have been done differently. 
I feel like I'm saying too many bad things about this game, despite the fact that it is very, very fun, and the story is very, very good. I, I feel like saying there, for a video game, though, and that's kind of a sad, almost, it's, it's almost a sad state of affairs that I have to kind of preface uh, talking about stories in video games by saying, for a video game, it's got a very good story. It's just because something happens in the writing of video games that does not in books and... Well, I suppose it can in books and TV and movies, but it just sort of quite often travels into the realm of the ridiculous and the not making sense of this, which this has some of. Maybe it's because creators of video games are creating video games that uh, quite often, especially in a case like this, last for, you know, 80 hours of gameplay. Uh, it's difficult to write a story that's going to last that long and sort of be cohesive throughout. Huh? How about that for a thought? I believe The Witcher was made in Germany or Russia, too? Which probably adds a little bit of the darkness to this game. Uh, does that make sense at all to you German and Russian folk listening to this? I know you are innumerable, of course, that games created within your country may perhaps have a darkness you would not find, perhaps, say, in a, uh, say, a Japanese RPG, for example. Uh, a mechanic they have in this game, which is something that sort of harkens back a little bit to the Zelda games, is that there is a sort of a day and night mechanic. So certain tasks, certain people, certain quests can only be completed at certain times of the day, which sounds interesting, but quite often ends up being a pain in the ass. So you'll get to an area where you know you have to be. However, you'll then find out that you're not there at the right time. So all it does is set up you traveling to some place, going to have a nap, and then going back. Which is not fun. There's, there's no fun to be had doing that scenario. So I didn't like it. Now if there's a reason for it... Yes, please, have it, uh, have it make sense. Like in uh, Skyrim, for example, when it is nighttime and you are a vampire, you are more powerful. Have something like that in place, at least. Okay, where we had sex, I mentioned that, multiple times, yes, with multiple different women. I'm probably half a dozen different women. Yeah, not bad. Chasing the Salamandra, which, that's a good, I'll, I'll give them that, definitely. Salamandra. That is a goddamn good name for a collection of bad guys that the witchers are fighting against. I like it. In fact, I think I've heard that somewhere before. Why do I think I've heard that? If you, listening to this, know where the word, perhaps name, Salamandra is from, please, please, let me know. I suppose I can go Google that, but in an effort to get a little audience participation, please email me to the address provided in the closing credits. Perhaps tweet at me, Jordan underscore Maywood. Would love to hear from you. Ba, 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 ba. Chapter 4 of the game. Okay, so chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. I am currently in chapter 4 of the game. I didn't so much break this discussion up into the chapters of the game. However, uh, just to say that I have started and repeatedly died in chapter 4, sort of the beginning of it, in which I am in the Salamander base. That's why I think I'm not going to give up, because the fact that I am in, right now, in this video game, in the enemy stronghold, uh, has the potential to have some really cool shit happening. However, 
there's this one part I keep dying at, and it is bugging me. It's this sort of giant crab underground thing that pops up and just keeps killing me in one shot. So it's obviously not something that I have to just go up and hit with my sword repeatedly. It's some sort of trick. I think it has to do, and I've only done it like four times, <laughs> only four times died. Uh, I've only done it four times sort of quick, quick, without sort of investigating the area, but I believe it has something to do with pillars holding up this cave. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to hit these pillars, it's going to come crashing down on this giant creature. That is my guess. What I've been trying to do is just go up and basically hit the shit out of it with my sword. That is not working, so... Uh, that is where I have left off playing. That is where I am going to leave you off. My final notes say... It is getting more fetchy than battle which of course means more fetchy-questy than battle-battle-y. And first half to three quarters of the game, four out of five. Second chunk, three out of five. That's what my note says. I, I can't actually remember what my rating was that I gave this morning, but I believe it was similarly convolutedly. One final thing to say, and that is, of course, it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical LibraCubicle Wrist. We here in the LibraCube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address. Mailwood.jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.